Here's another update. I long time ago we I, I mean, we did we do a whole I think we did a whole episode on like going to the barber, and we snazzed it up. Uh, but I think we all kind of well for the most part. I think most of us maybe not Ben, but uh, most of us said we hate talking to the barber, right? Like uh, for I the most mine part, because she talks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I generally. At least historically, I will just start in a flop sweat. Once they start talking to me, I get sweaty, and then I'm then I'm getting nervous about how sweaty I am while they're having to touch my head, and it's all wet. And it's not. Then, good... then next time you come by, they have gloves on. I I listened to the episode. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so this barber, I, I read in one of the local trades, uh, this this barber shop in San Francisco started a silent <laughs> mode cut. Where you you book online and you pick your service, pick your barber, and then you pick silent mode or regular. And if you pick silent mode, no talking. Um, mm. And it's just understood this person doesn't want to talk. And it's kind of it was kind of a unique idea, and it actually got picked up by a couple of national media things. And it's kind of I think what they're picking up on is like tech nerds in San Francisco don't want to talk to their barber or whatever. But I'm like hell, I'm. I'm looking for a trim. Uh, let's give it a shot. Plus, I, I love anything that lets me book online. So I go, book the silent mode, walk in. It's just uh, just the, the guy who owns the place. Uh, so one barber in there, and he's like, hey, man, welcome in. Uh, how'd you hear about us? And I, Did you see it on TV or the read it? I was like, yeah, I read that story. And he's like, it's awesome. It's been, we've been blowing up since that story. And So I'm like chatting with him. I sit down, and I'm like asking him about, you know, like, well, how'd you get it on the media? And the clip, clip, clip. And like, so we're having, we, we're like halfway through the haircut. <laughs> and we've been talking the entire time. And then he's like, hey, we don't have to talk, by the way. This is, and then at that point, I was, I literally talked the whole thing because I was like, I'm having a good conversation, enjoying him. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I did the whole silent thing and I talked the entire haircut. <laughs> Matt, you should have just stopped talking right then. Oh, oh okay. okay. Thank God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, this sucked. I was not having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. didn't know. I thought you were going to say, as he came up and he was like chatting, you're like, welcome. You just like held up your receipt and like pointed where it's like, <laughs> like oh. I booked online. Honestly, is like, say. I've been back several times and now I just picked the regular one because I feel like there's something I feel weird now about broadcasting. Like, don't talk to me. Yeah. Um, I'd rather just like, okay, have a conversation or if it, if we stop talking, then I'm not going to talk. But I, I feel too awkward. It makes me feel more awkward to have chosen the don't talk to me yeah, version. Yeah, that's how it would be for me. just not talking to me. <laughs> like, you, you've, you've met this person. They know you. And it's you yeah. putting up a sign that says, I do not want to talk to you specifically. <laughs> right. Obviously, yeah. I'm not taking a vow of silence. <laughs> it's just you. And right now, I don't want it's, it. Yeah, it's you it's and the thing you, you do. Don't want it. <laughs> don't like you and your personality. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm paying extra to give you the silent treatment. Just let me do this. I need to get my <laughs> passive aggression out. Mm. I, no, I want you to talk. Please talk. I'm just not going to respond to anybody. I want to ignore you. Mm. Don't like talk to yourself. Ask me questions. And no, those just no. ask me questions. Laugh awkwardly. Ever had one of those days where you come home, you just want to 
put your feet up and then put your feet back down and go pack a few belongings and walk away and leave society forever and never have a job or interact with other people or follow any of the rules or norms or uh, customary certain behaviors that you must in order to fit in. You ever have one of those days? I have some of those. I have one of those days sometimes. Uh, I call them Tuesdays. Nah. <laughs> hey, Ben. Only on days that end in a Y. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's all of them. I'm writing that one yeah. down. I'm, I'm writing that yeah. one down. <laughs> that was a day. Hold on. It was Nick only on days that end in a, what was it? Oh, why? Oh, why? <laughs> Is that lower? Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, but we have fun, don't we? We're going to have fun today on the Free Legal Advice Podcast. If you can't tell, we're going to have fun today. It's going to be a fun fun day. Uh, yeah, today we're going to talk about uh, being a hermit, moving off the grid, uh, get checking out of society, and uh, kind of doing your own thing. I thought about this because... I watched a documentary recently. Now, about once a year, I watch a movie called Alone in the Wilderness. And if you uh, are listening to this and you have not seen it, you need to go see it. You can probably find it on YouTube, I bet, although I own a copy of it. This is one of those things. Matt buys swords late night. One night, this happened to be on PBS <laughs> back in, it's like 2006 or something. I live by myself. It's on, and immediately it's like... If you would like to order a copy of the preceding program, please. Uh, and I ran into my room, got on the internet, and ordered a copy of it. Um, that is a story about a guy named Dick Prenicky, um, who, at age 50 or so, moved to Alaska to see if he could build a cabin and live there. And, spoiler, he lived there for 30 more years. And it's awesome. It's him setting up a tripod, filming himself, doing shit, and then moving it. And it's uh, narrated by a guy who comes in and drops him some supplies sometimes. But this guy lives out in the middle of fucking nowhere in Alaska. He builds a cabin from scratch. He doesn't bring an axe. He brings an axe head, and then he, like, whittles the handle and... That's the bit that really got me, is he just brought tool heads and was like, well, I guess I need a handle for this drill. And then, like, two seconds later, he's, you know, it looks like a sewing machine. He's just, like, he's made so (laughs) many complex... It's amazing. Just brought the axe head. Yeah, because if you're, like... Have a certain era, you go like, well, of course. Why would you bring wood to where there's wood? What's so special about your little piece of wood, you dipshit? And it's like, shut. I have a bottle of water tied to me right, right. now. It's on my backpack. <laughs> shut up. So we can. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But uh, second. So anyway, that that's great stuff. We'll talk more about D- good old Dick. Um, I was working one day. We all know that I do that during the day, right? Mm-hmm. It's canon. We all agree. Yes, if I yes. agree, then you have to agree that I do that too. You have to. I agree. We all yes. agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want right. to play this game. <laughs> yes. This is an impenetrable net. As long as none of us uh, uh, would say something otherwise, this is legal advice to you, little Captain Travis. If you're in a group of people, you all look at each other and wiggle your nose a little bit and go, "Yes, we all work, right? Yes, all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes." So I was, this is fun. I love this. Was working during the workday. Uh, but then after the workday and or during a break, I was flipping around YouTube and something caught my eye. It was a documentary called Working River. It was about life on the Ohio River. It was from uh, University of Pittsburgh, I think. And let's say it was 1981 or 1983. And it starts with these guys working on a, on a barge. So this, they're going to go from Pittsburgh and they're going to go down to uh, New Orleans. That's the ultimate destination. But this is just talking about the Ohio River and a segment of it. And 
it's absolutely fascinating of watching people do a job that you will never do. And that guy is also saying there's no romance about this at all. It's just hard work all day long and it's dangerous and it's very cold. Mm. So that I don't know why I do this. Why do I do this? <laughs> um, but there's there's some real gems in there. I started watching it and then I made my I was like, stop. I'm going to make this for movie night. It's only an hour long. And I had to really drag my wife and my daughter to watch it. But they watched it and they liked it. Then you meet these people, this old couple who live on the, they live across from Cincinnati in Kentucky on the river. They're an old couple. They have a cabin. Okay. But they did not always have a cabin. No. In say 1944, I think they built a shanty boat, which is like a little houseboat that people who were poor as fuck would build. And they had the idea, let's float down to uh, New Orleans. And then we'll work our way back up maybe. And just as a lark, because they got married and they wanted to do this. And then when they moved back, they said, you know, we realized we could not rejoin regular society anymore. So we built this house. And they, they had this cool cabin with, uh, you know, their gardens and stuff. Then it goes inside, or you see inside, and they're playing piano and violin. Oh, yeah. They were like accomplished artists. He's a painter. They're not just like a... They dropped out because they did not like how society was, not because they were like, um, they were born under a dumpster or something like that. So I was fascinated with them. And they mentioned that this guy wrote a book and I promptly went out and got that book from my library or I got one of his books. It's reading his journals that he kept for all these years. And that put me back in this mind of like, hermit, eh? I I also don't want to work. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to chop wood all day. <laughs> right. I was working at the moment that I had that thought, of course. That's how I knew I didn't want to do it. Because uh, I was working, for sure. So, anyway, I'd like to start by asking you guys, have you ever wanted to just drop out of society completely? Yes. Absolutely. I've been holding that yes in the entire... Uh, <laughs> like a fart on a date, huh? Yep. <laughs> yep. As soon as you shut the door, I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like knocking on the window. I forgot my keys. And you're like, no, you will never have them. <laughs> you can't come no, back you in. didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck yes. society. I just want to, oh, God, just get out of it. I want to talk to someone who watches Alone in the Wilderness and doesn't want to. Um, oh, God. Now, maybe they're... There's certain, and we'll probably talk about these. There's like certain levels of how roughing it your your how rough it is, and how much you're interacting with society still, and all that. Like I, I would need more than an axe head to go out in the woods and make it. Um, oh yes. But like, if Dick Dick Prennick, spoiler alert, Dick Prennick, he's dead. Like if I could go to his live in the cabin that he built, and someone still flies me in all the supplies, like. I yeah, sign me up. Yeah, there's a lot to learn about this stuff, as you say, because uh, in that I'm reading that journal right now about the houseboat guy. Rivers go up and down constantly, right? Uh, as rainfall, especially like the Ohio, which is you know tons of rivers drain into it. Mm. Um, so you're like tied off onto a stake in the ground, essentially. Well, when it goes up, you got to go and move all that crap, and then you got to move it back down, or else you just get like, you know, your boat will like get beached and roll over. And so it's constant work, but they learn that from the neighbors who teach them how to do that. They teach them how to do a bunch of stuff. So you got to, it's fair. It's fair to, you got to learn a little bit of it. But Grant, do you ever like know society? Uh, I mean, it sounds good, but I always have trouble with hypotheticals because I can't help but think about them in an overly practical manner. 
And it's like the mm-hmm. actual amount of work uh, that it would take to do that is staggering. Not to mention all of the knowledge that I don't have and don't care to acquire. Uh, it's like that just squashes it immediately. Even though the idea of like being on a mountain somewhere by myself and there's no one else around and no one knows I'm there and it doesn't matter. That's great. That that idea is great, but all of the realities of it sort of uh, prevent me from ever really fantasizing. Yeah, you know the the saying like "no man is an island." Like it's <laughs> I'll challenge so. That. Yeah. <laughs> but really, like, uh, okay, are you gonna make all your own clothes? Well, from what cloth? Oh, well, did you get the cl- did you make the cloth yourself? Did you get the cotton and spin it and do all the stuff? Oh, then you're relying on other people. So. Mm-hmm. The idea of like that, like, I don't need anyone ever. Or, Shut the fuck up. Like, there's, we're all interconnected. But how far away can you get? Sort of like how mm-hmm. high in the atmosphere can you go? How high in a hot air balloon before you can't breathe anymore or something like that? Like, so being a, a hermit. Feet. <laughs> oh, sorry. Was that rhetorical? <laughs> um, that Dick Prenicky guy that we mentioned, he goes up there, builds his own cabin, all this other badass stuff. But he has a guy that every now and again brings him like molasses, some new socks, shit like that. Like, he puts in a garden, he hunts meat, he gets a lot of his, he gets most of him for mm-hmm. himself, but he still, he still has some interaction with people, right? Yeah. So I, I think that that's fair in this situation, but yeah, Grant, you're not wrong. I mean, it's a ton of fucking work. So these documentaries do make you want to uh, build or move into a cabin off the grid and live like the noble Unabomber. That's, that's absolutely <laughs> true. There are, I guess when I was young, I thought like a hermit is maybe a crank of some sort or like they're like, why'd they lose their mind and go like, and they live in a cave, always in a cave when I, when I would think of what a hermit is. Um, but what, what moot, are there movies? Like, like the cave uh, is nature's bachelor pad. That's why, you know, <laughs> <laughs> where else you can hang Hell, Yeah, The man cave. They yeah. call it literally Thank the you. man cave. I Thank mean, you. Okay. Ben, yeah. think about it. Uh, is there is there like a, a famous like hermit in classic uh, literature or whatever? Uh, let me direct you to Robinson Crusoe. He I want to get shipwrecked. shipwrecked. Yeah. I want to get shipwrecked on an island alone with a servant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a native now we're servant talking. who knows how to get all the coconuts and fish. Mm, now knows where they talking. all are. Yeah. He's both native and a servant, and so he's basically not a person. So right. you are alone. Right. I was going to say, he has all the knowledge and skills, so he's clearly superior in every way, except for his status. Ooh, yes. the he British already... double. Mm-hmm. Yes. He has hit the British double. I'm yes. sorry. Uh, you are both native. <laughs> Oof. And a servant. And a servant. Yeah, I found you here. I live yep. here. I found you here. I'm renaming you based on the day of the week. Yes. Uh, yeah. And you are you, my slave now. Thursday afternoon. That is you. Yep. Oh, you poor thing. Let me. You so close to so close to being superior. Let me just take that gold necklace. Now go get me some supper. Don't worry. I <laughs> might remember where I bury you. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know how many uh, like fictional uh, hermit movies. I, I can think of shipwrecked movies. Yeah. Yeah. But. It's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, I I feel like they might use the word hermit at one point to describe Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Oh, that old, oh, that old hermit. That yeah. old hermit, right? Yep. There all right. you go. He's not a okay. crank. He had all the knowledge of the force in the left in the universe pretty much, right? That's a cave. He lived in a cave. That was a cave. Yeah. 
He had a pretty decent life, it seemed. Like it like it when you saw his place, it All didn't look milk he could ever want. Yes, it was not a <laughs> it was it didn't really seem like a cave. It was technically a cave, but it seemed just like a another yeah. like another movie it set. It was a stylish cave. Like he fixed it up, yeah. He, well, yeah, I would fix DIY. up my cave. Well, he had, right. he had company yeah. coming over. Of course, he got it fixed right. up. You're allowed to yep. move some rocks around. You don't have to like keep it as is. <laughs> yeah, he dressed up by closing his robe. Oh, company's coming. Yeah, Ben, you're talking about where you're going to get clothes when you live alone. Why am I wearing clothes if I live alone? <laughs> <laughs> That's mm. pretty much true. Well, the elements. But yeah, I think with... The rules of it again. You can you can have some interaction. You, I think, to be a hermit, no no nine to five. You cannot be filling out a W two or paying taxes or any of this kind of crap. You get most of the crap you need by yourself, and then yeah, for uh, oh a button. I'm not gonna. How many whale bones am I gonna have to cut up and make buttons? Or I, I assume they do something like that, and I'll just buy some buttons. So I'll trade some of my stuff for their buttons. You know. Is there is hermit the right word for this of someone who just goes I'm not I'm not living with you guys anymore. Hermit I've had to me has some kind of uh, religious connotation. Yeah, well, I tell you what, there's a little something off with it. I'm looking up a list of famous Freeman. hermits, famous hermits, and I got Bobby Fischer and Ted Kaczynski. So <laughs> are you serious? The former no, the latter yeah. Herman knew a bunch of hermits. Yep, yep, exactly. Oh. Phil Spector, J.D. Salinger, Marcel Proust, Ted Kaczynski again, he's on two lists. Howard Hughes. <laughs> Howard Hughes, right? Sort of loner. No, yeah, yeah, apparently. But that's this is, a recluse. Not, yeah, this is, that's a recluse. Recluse, you can live in society. You can live in I a, think you can be, I think there's like some crossover. These guys were recluses, but apparently they also okay. made Hermit Monthly. The, the uh, opulence of your shack defines, moves you from Hermit to Recluse. If you're, uh, okay, Sal- yes. if you're like a best-selling author and you're a millionaire and you just, you're like, I'm not talking to anyone anymore. I don't want anyone around. I'm going to roll a boulder down the hill at you if you come up to drive. I'm a recluse. Ah, uh, yeah. The word yeah. you just use is the operative word. Shack. If where you live can be described mm. as a shack, <laughs> mm-hmm. then you're, then this is what we're talking about. If it cannot be described as a shack, then you're just a recluse. I think cabin, cabin, but a yeah, cabin but you, you could, could call say a shack. You like could there's say an old shack. shack. Yeah. That hunting shack. Yes. Ted Kaczynski in a hunting shack. That that's a hermit. Yeah. Okay. If does I, that include parasites that live on Shaquille O'Neal? Then. That, yeah, thank you, Corey. I was just gonna go there. You could describe that as a shack. They are hermits. Yes. Yeah. As well as like probably three or four, three or four unhoused people who are like, fuck it, just live. I live underneath yeah, the big patch. Armpits. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Grant, the idea of so. You kind of have said you're not practically interested in this, but we mentioned Ted Kaczynski several times. All the hustle and bustle of your current life surely is preventing you from writing your manifesto. Wouldn't you like to just put that aside and be able Look, to sit down and write? I want to write the Great American Manifesto. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's the operative word, and that word, you know, that's been going around the old noggin for a while. But uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. I just thought I might try to entice you. <laughs> Could write a manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, yeah, that's what I was thinking too, though. Like, why I made the you can't be filling out a W two because um, there's lots of people who are like, look, I just people get under my skin, and I don't like lots of people. I don't like interactions with barbers or or whatever. Uh, <laughs> right. But 
if you're you're a cog in the wheel if you have a job and you know you're paying taxes and all that stuff obi-wan kenobi wasn't paying taxes okay no and yeah we, tax dodger we've mentioned this several times mm-hmm. if i just stop paying my taxes uh does that how, what does that get me that makes you a billionaire or that means you are already a billionaire <laughs> right right they do not count um, yes yes you can live on a boat but the boat can't be something you live on only on some weekends and it's a mega yacht. It can't be that. Uh, uh Corey, by the way, we, we'll get into our our, our plans. I, I pick I pick Corey first because Corey has a boat or had a boat of sorts that you were like a hobby boat thing. Like it's like your classic car, your classic muscle car, mm-hmm. but it was oh, yeah. Tim Allen. And it, it was, was in his driveway. Yes, the hot rod. Yeah. It was one of those like, hey, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna restore this old. Oh, this is a lot of work. <laughs> but yeah don't worry mine is boat based when we get to where we're living okay okay because I, I just wondered like you know a lot of people were you know, we're talking shacks we're talking shacks so about all of this when it, when it comes to so I get what Grant is talking about um, the whole like uh, oh yeah what would I do if there was an apocalypse oh I'd probably die of diarrhea like <laughs> like sooner rather than later but I I can get past that, and then I leapfrog it into the other direction in which it's like, all right, what do I have no skills in? Boat. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. If if I'm going to die of diarrhea, I want to do it while I'm floating. <laughs> in, in it, yes, probably. I said it a thousand a times. Idea. Ideally on a lake of diarrhea. Well, let's talk about our plans. Um, so the first thing, yeah, is where and what as far as your uh, your hermitage. So... Which part of the country or what kind of general geography, like it, you could say a state or a town or you can give longitudinal and latitudinal coordinates for it. Or it can be, you know, I'm living in the uh, underneath Shaq's big patch or whatever it is um, or Carl uh, Malone's headband. I don't know. Let me just jump in because I already mentioned I'm living on a boat. So you will find me, Hermit Corey. Mm-hmm. You will find me in the smelly cabin of my 36-foot uh, Catalina sloop, the Optimus Brine. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> yes. Sailing the waters of Hawaii. Corey, um, a 30-foot <laughs> sloop, is that, like, how opulent is a 30-foot sloop? I don't know anything about boats. Um, it's about as big as one guy can uh, drive without wrecking into stuff, so I'm wrecking into lots of stuff. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, you could it's sail a- it yourself. No, you can sail up to a 50-footer yourself. Okay. Uh, that's a big boat. But no, uh, 30, around 30 foot is where you're like, I should probably get a guy to help me, but I won't because I'm a seafker. Okay. All right. Because I'm a hermit. So it's just okay. pushing yep. that edge. Just pushing that edge. Where, where is the Optimus Brine uh, anchored or drifting, or where are you? Tropical waters, baby. I do not Tropical make waters. my own body heat. I am cold all the time. Mm-hmm. Water's not going to be good. I don't like being wet. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's got to be the warmest possible water. Okay. So some tropical paradise is where I'm gonna hide away. Yeah, it sounds that sounds tough. Um, Grant, what uh, where and what? What are you up to? Yeah, I have the same issue as Corey, where I'm constantly cold forever. Uh, and I was thinking like, ah, I guess it have to be like have to be somewhere as warm all the time. And I thought like tropical island, but then I felt like, well, that's kind of I don't know, that's the bitch answer to this hermit thing. I already don't want to do it anyway. So let's just let's go fucking opposite direction. Arctic Circle, cabin in the Arctic Circle. 
Ha, wow, I thought you'd go moon, but yes, uh, nah. cabin in the Arctic Circle. Moon's All too right. cold, moon's too cold. Moon's too cold, gotcha, that's Although good I would weigh a lot less, I could find, I could eat a lot of those uh, moon pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Just pat your stomach every time, hop on the scale and go, hell yeah. Hell uh, yeah, even though <laughs> I can't fit in my moon clothes anymore, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I only weigh 42 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> doctor says I need Slip. to gain weight and I'm like a, ch- a moon chili dog is just like spilling yeah. out of my mouth <laughs> licking your finger and putting it out on your hot butt mm-hmm. yep 42 pounds uh, Matt where are you going moon yeah after looking in uh, to the nature of my own existence I've decided to cut loose from all of the man made constructs of society I'm going to the mountains to live the life of a zen monk and mm. from what I can tell, uh, and I say the mountains because I, I often go to this uh, like daily Zen. I think it actually it's called dailyzen.com. It's just like a Zen poem a day. And I'm pretty sure the definition of a Zen poem is any poem that mentions a mountain because every single one is like <laughs> up on the mountainside, you know, or on the mountain mm-hmm. or I live on the mountain, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, head to the mountains and uh, achieve enlightenment, I think is my plan. Specifically, in this case, I've you know I'm like want some natural beauty, uh, place I've never been. I'm going to Wyoming. I'm going to the Grand Tetons, and I'm gonna hmm. live the life of a Zen. Okay, very there. nice. I thought maybe I would head up in that direction, but now I'm not going to. Um, I'll give you your space because uh, I thought uh, that, that might that seems kind of nice. I've never been there either, but I I too am I'm cabining it. Uh, I'm gonna go up into. The mountains, but I need to be near some city. I haven't picked a city, but I guess I'll go a little bit. I'll go south from here, and I'll say Tennessee. But also, like, I have no idea about boating, uh, how how I would ever do that, and I don't know if I would like it, and I do know that I like being in a house, so I will build a cabin. Uh, yeah, I'll build a cabin. That's how we'll do it. Okay, next question. Sustenance and entertainment. How do you survive and stay sane? This one's easy for, for a Zen monk. Um... You don't need entertainment. Uh, I I don't need anything to pass the time. I my meditation, my living in the present, being with the mountain until the mountain disappears. This is all that one needs. Plus, I brought one of them Tiger electronic handheld football games for when I get bored <laughs> of meditating. It's gonna be sweet. Uh, I see the red spot if, on your thumb. You've been playing it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. You should have seen the other day. I was going right, and this thing was coming right at me. I hit the left button. <laughs> Beat his ass. <laughs> um, as far as, like, some of the other things people need, um, for food, again, as is my un- my complete understanding of Buddhism, is if you meditate as a monk, people in the village bring you porridge or something like that. So I think I'm going to be good there. And then as far as companionship, I mentioned... I'm in the Grand Tetons. Now, the story goes that the Grand Tetons were named by French travelers, uh, it, Les Trois Tetons, which translates to the three nipples. This is a mm. true story. It's on the, uh, the National Park's website. Basically, these guys have been out on the Oregon Trail for so long. They saw these mountains, <laughs> and they were so horny, and they were like, look at them three titties. I want to fuck them <laughs> mountains. Like, 
I am yep. living up on them big boobies. Like I, I think I'm going to be good as far as companionship goes. <laughs> I sure. love that everything goes toward every everything bends towards the total recall moment of a third boob. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> exactly. The mind can only w- think of one thing. <laughs> what if? What if third? <laughs> uh, Grant, what? You, what about you? Uh, how are you staying? Alive and sane. Yeah, well, entertainment uh, is pretty easy. Uh, obviously, do some walrus jousting. Never mm-hmm. going to get old. Those, you know, <laughs> you can breed them. You, <laughs> you versus a walrus, each yeah, on does. horseback, riding at each other at full speed with lances. <laughs> it can be me versus, like, a uh, snow hare or something. Or it can just be snow hare versus snow hare. Either way, walrus jousting, you know. Okay, all, sounds awesome. Who, it doesn't matter who's riding it. Um, and for sustenance, you you know, pick up the scraps that are left over after the walrus jousting. It's going to be scraps. Yeah, they basically yep. it, it's food that dresses itself in that sense. Like it's you're you're good. You're, you just pick up the scraps, roast them, eat it. You're good. Uh, Corey, what about you? Mine's mine's a lot closer to Matt's because I'm going to be out there with the vast endless ocean, like the never ending majesty of our natural world um so uh so gigs and gigs of porn in a macbook yeah <laughs> um uh, i thought you were gonna say looking at waves that look like boobies <laughs> well exactly hey, those three There's, waves I mean, look like three boobs <laughs> exactly uh so just horny as can be all the time and when it's not when i'm not super raw and pushing rope it's audiobooks um okay. Uh, and as far as food goes, again, natural wonder of the world. So as soon as I'm out of all the food that I brought, it's off to, uh, you know, hearty seafaring foods like ship's biscuit, hardtack, weevil hammocks, nub munchkins, crown rounds, uh, and fish and seagull blood. <laughs> blood tack. Uh, tack nature's hard, bounty. Hard blood. Blood tack. Hard blood. There's, there's so yep, much. Some blood tack. Well, being a, a mountain man... I think I'll be like a trapper, you know, learn how to learn how to set up traps, skin animals for their pelts and stuff like that and make things out of them. Uh, Get some food from the trapped animals. Also, you know, I got to stay near a river or something so I can make like a trot line and, you know, like catch fish with traps and stuff, too. Um, And entertain myself with a good old acoustic guitar, you know, just pick pick a sit on my porch in a hammock somehow and uh, and and play guitar. Grant, you have a you were. You're telling me you're going to settle near a water source? In a river? Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, when a minor league baseball team moves into your settlement. <laughs> a fighting river What, what do you hermits. think they're going to be called? The, the river hermits. We'll see you. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm, see, I'm planting a seed for a future minor league baseball team. Mm, I like that. This is a long-term play. I like that. Yeah, like that. it's a long yeah. play. The reality is, there's no way I could I could stand that, and uh, I too would be uh, I'd, I'd bring video games and or porn, and uh, for food and I've door. got a pillowcase full of as many TV dinners as I could put inside it at once. <laughs> the microwavable TV dinners, yes, <laughs> very <laughs> useful. Shut up. You set up a bear. It's just like it's a bear trap. You whittle a microwave out of wood, and you just you get them both together. You got everything you need. Yeah. Stouffer's Stouffer's mac and cheese tastes good cold too. God damn it! <laughs> ben got greedy with a pillowcase full. Like he's not going to die of dysentery before that thing's like a third this of the way. This is a lifetime's worth, right? Right? This is a lifetime. It's still good. It's still good. Yeah. Surprisingly, yes, Grant. Still that a is a lifetime's worth. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
all right, well, not everything can be found from nature's bounty. Corey, what if you want more than microplastics, for instance, and you can't just dip mm. your hand in the ocean and pull out that? <laughs> you got all you need. Uh, you'll need, you got all the microplastics you need, but you might need something else. So you're going to have to do something to get money that you can trade with society types for, for, such, for these things. So what are you guys going to do to make money? It's easy. I'm going to blog that shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a blog. Nonstop, nonstop blogging about the uh, the life. I'm going to talk about how good it is lying to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's about blogging. how wonderful and free I feel and just how great it is. And I'm going to, again, I'm going to talk about the majesty of the oceans, but really I'm going to be whacking it to the porn. <laughs> um, or, or those sexy waves that Matt saw earlier. Ooh. Mm. I might, I might, come about. There were three. Let me just. There were three. Let's just say I might come about for those. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blog this and just get a, an online following who thinks uh, that this life is wonderful. That's uh, a good idea. And that that ad revenue is gonna pay for all the the parts and epoxy and uh, porn. Cool, uh, Matt. How are you gonna get money? I didn't set out to do this as a monk. You know, I'm just, I'm just meditating, doing my thing. I didn't spread this word, but somehow word got out. And so there's actually like a huge following of people that have been coming up to see me. And so I would charge them money. But yeah, apparent, and that, that's kind of like the way I get, uh, earn a little bit of an income. But apparently it's kind of a popular thing down in the, the village um, to make this trek up to see the Zen monk with the world's smallest dick. <laughs> and okay, so this is you know what I, I, I was a little weird about it at first, but I'm like, hey, pay pay me a nickel, I'll show you my dick, and uh, I, I, I get by. I I, I don't want to really didn't want to do it, but a, a nickel was too much to pass up. Right, I couldn't pass it up. Give me a nickel, and I'll show you something with a smaller head. There we go. Mm. There you go. You put it net and make it look like Jefferson's dick. Like, look how look how small Jefferson's dick is. And then you put him around there. Yeah, like you, <laughs> you put him over the top of it, and it's like, yeah. hmm. Yep. Uh, Grant, what do you do for money? Uh, dealing Walrus Ivory acquired from the Walrus Drafting. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of collateral damage from the Walrus Drafting, and uh, oh, yeah. there's nothing. I have no qualms about dealing ivory. Especially when it's acquired through natural sources like walrus jousting. Exactly. You're just picking it off the ground. <laughs> yeah. What, they point. die and then we can't have and it? Off their skulls. and Yeah, right. What's he doing with it? Just because my yeah. lance went right through his head? Like, <laughs> come on. It's more natural than that. Yep. PETA. Yep. <laughs> Bark and Larry and I were drinking together last night. We know what we were getting mm-hmm. into when we get into that ring. We knew the risks. Yep. Hey, look! You can have my ivory. If, if, they, if he finally gets me, he's not going to. But if he finally gets me, you can have my ivory. Yep. Absolutely, fair is fair. You'd want him to use it. It's only it. fair. It's only fair. Use every part of the grant. Yeah, exactly. Even the bad parts. Well, I'm gonna need some money too. Um, so at night, you know, during the day, it's all manly mountain cabin things, making maple syrup. I suppose is what they do. I don't know what my mountain people do, but I'll find out. But at night, I will uh, go into town and steal catalytic converters. <laughs> and I'll uh, <laughs> sell them on the black market. Is, That's uh, how I'm going to get some money. Noble. Honestly. Apparently quite Honestly. lucrative. Quite lucrative. It's, it's a living. Yep, I got like my axe, you know, where my shoulder is. I'm swinging down. I got a, maybe it's a gunny sack or something. I don't know. I got some sort of a sack that sounds folksy that I put the catalytic converters in. Um, you know... Sometimes with these hermits, or at least in lore, like people will trek up to see them, like in Matt's case, 
you know, they make a pilgrimage mm-hmm. to go up and see you. Um, Grant or Corey, uh, why are people making a trek all the way out into the wilderness to find you guys? Well, you see, Ben, while I'm blogging, I keep mumbling about how I had to leave because the women were after me. I was being mobbed because of my enormous penis. <laughs> um, and so people will seek me out, and I'll talk about how, like, I'm just so glad I got away from society. I will be in the San Diego port at Slip 23. <laughs> uh, I, I drop my location, and then there's usually a welcoming party, and then there's usually, like, one super excited fan, and, and fo- immediately followed by one super disappointed fan. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it works for me. Nice. Grant, uh, why are people... The Arctic Circle is a long way to go. Yeah, but I think you guys know why people are coming to see me, right? I mean, you guys know what kind of entertainment we got up there. Walrus jousting? Walrus jousting. Oh, I was going to say they were peeking in my window to watch me masturbate, but yeah, walrus jousting, <laughs> yeah! It's awesome! I can, I can sell... That's what he's calling it these days. He's going to joust the walrus. Yeah, I'm gonna, I can sell tickets, and wow, you can start a league... Get get some mm. TV distribution. Is it your collection of jousty awards? <laughs> <laughs> I sweep the jousties every year. That's the only. That's really the only positive. That's what keeps me going up there. <laughs> well, and uh, Matt, you were gonna for I just to reiterate. I know I did say this already, but the people come to see my uh, my concerningly small uh, <laughs> penis. Uh, Mostly doctors. It is. It's a scientific <laughs> abnormality. Uh, yes. So uh, they once brought like a whole class of students up there mm. they, to sit in like a circle around me while they poked at it. It's and, actually yeah. three of the seven wonders of the modern world. I don't know how it's, it has three <laughs> right. spots. Smallest, yeah. weirdest, grossest. <laughs> <laughs> I sleep the dickies every year. <laughs> He has an EGOT for weirdest dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all, the major, all, all the major, all the big ones. <laughs> Surprised the, the Oscars merged that one with uh, best makeup and hairstyling. They they merged those categories. There's just too many of those They'll lesser awards again next year. Yeah. Yep. Well, there is there is best dick editing and best dick mixing, and they just didn't know. Like, what's the difference? <laughs> Nobody knows. So, Most people don't know the difference. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, people know that I'm living in the hills above their town and they do come up to see me too. They come up to try to get advice on what the hell's going on at night with these catalytic converters. <laughs> and you, you know, maybe you keep your ears out, you know, for other vagrants and stuff. Do you know what's happening? And, you know, uh, mostly I try to frame rival, uh, rival, uh, uh car mechanics, as we like to say, mm. freelance mechanics. Um, You're like, yeah, people are coming up to figure out what's going on. I was thinking you were yeah, framing. That's a shame that, it's a shame that that happened to you, but, you know, just so happens I can sell you a catalytic converter. It's uh, a <laughs> yeah, good fit for your car. <laughs> I bet I can get it back for you for a for a price, you know. Uh, uh, I was so. thinking you were saying that you're trying to frame your rivals, which in your case is just like that bear who lives near my cabin. Oh, I think it was that bear. <laughs> Someone ought to do something about that. Yeah. He's always stealing yep. my shit. <laughs> Wrecking yeah, up my cabin? The people who are stealing my shit, yes, I say that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, we, I fought, we we follow him to his den, and then uh, inside are a bunch of catalytic converters that I put in there. <laughs> yes. You know? <gasps> yeah. It was Honeypaw. God damn it. But eventually, this these lives get too good, you know, and we'll, we'll fuck it up somehow. Uh, 
for me, you know, calling myself the king of uh, stolen catalytic converters wasn't helping. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I get bored of it. I eventually need to charge my Switch. And I heard that this new Zelda game is coming out and I need to head mm. back into town. I, I get bored of it, but I brag about it constantly about, yeah. you know, I used to live in the woods. I used to live in the woods. Yeah, I lived there by myself, living <laughs> off the land. That's, that's pretty much how, how my life ends up. My hermit story wraps. Uh, similarly, the batteries in my handheld died. Uh, and, you know, they're pretty sexy mountains, but after a while you just get kind of sick looking at the same three mountain boobs. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I go back into town, head, head held low for batteries and porno. <laughs> uh, Grant, do, uh, does, do, do batteries bring you back below uh, the Arctic Circle? no. It's those damn anti-walrus jousting laws. The fucking Canadian <laughs> goddamn <laughs> parliament. Woke they ass. Get a, they, get, yeah. they catch wind of what's going on. And yeah. Yeah, I'm Bastards. sure you're sorry. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you guys remember, I took to a life of uh, seafaring wandering. And as a, uh, as a man been born to a landlocked county who's uh, good with working with wood and not sailing... Um, uh, yeah, I, I crest the horizon on my, my majestic uh, little sloop uh, with starboard and port written on my hand so I know which one is right and left. And by the time it gets sweaty and sunscreeny, let's just say I'm not coming back for any time soon, guys. <laughs> uh, well, it was, it was a fun run. It was, you know, it, it was, it was uh, we, we all did a, a good job of, uh, of, of hermiting noble stories and documentaries Tall tales and the like will be written about us, I'm sure. Little Captain Travis, uh, I'd love to hear what your hermit plans are. Send us your manifesto. <laughs> you can email us at freelegaladvicepodcast.com. Make sure you put attention FBI. <laughs> hey, if, uh, if you want to see some bitchin' uh, hermit on walrus action, mm. uh, you can check us out on Instagram. We're at freelegaladvicepodcast. And like Grant always says... Uh, follow us on Twitter. We're, uh, we're the best place on the internet to find pictures of three things that look like boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and if you like the show, imagine if it had a third boob. Ooh. <laughs> that's what's holding us <laughs> back. Right? Now that's a podcast. Yeah. That is a podcast. I might start listening to Bottle Cast right there. Classic. 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 A classic bit. Episode 177. That would be a more interesting conversation, true, if it's like, I want to see all 32 Major League ballparks. And if the person is like, well, what are you going to do? And someone's like, I want to restart the holocaust and then it, it's like <laughs> eyebrows go up I'm, li- I'm all ears i mean that, that's horrible but uh where are we gonna go now now all of a sudden it's your bucket list wow. i'm not listening because i want to i'm listening because i have to at this point now <laughs> sure I, I might have to dive on you or something and like stop you from like and when i press this button you know something like that it's like whoa uh my bucket list just to jump ahead here on my bucket list it's to inform you that there's only 30 major league ballparks i let it go the first time uh, <laughs> matt said it yes How and then, and then you like and baseball. then you unwillingly seconded it but then you brought it back up and i feel like i have to say that i 
I was like, is it 30 or 32? Sure. No, someone add to your list, build eight more Major League ballparks, and then destroy <laughs> six of them. Why? And then kill six? <laughs> I wasn't doing the math here. Yeah. Matt's, Matt's Learning bucket math list is on item was to get list. me to think there's 32. Learning and, math uh, is not on my bucket list, Grant. Yeah. Turn internet over.